quote Rocky Five, go for it. Hello, you are listening to Off Radar with me, James Smith. Me, Neil Brock. And me, James Etop. It's a movie podcast! We can do characters that fly and shoot laser beams and do woo! Beneath all of that, it's all about friendship. Playing the drums until his hands are bleeding. Each week, one of us picks a movie that all three of us either haven't seen in many years, or in some cases, haven't seen at all. We each head off and watch the chosen movie, return to the microphone, then waffle about it for your listening pleasure. Furthermore, if you want to join in and suggest a movie for us to watch, why not tweet us at Off radar podcast or email us on offradarpod at gmail.com if you like what you hear please subscribe share and review it really helps getting the pod out there for now strap in turn the volume up and let's go off radar (laughs) i think you need to turn off etox camera already hello and welcome again to off radar with james etock howdy <laughs> and neil brock why do i always get introduced last what, uh, what have i done, I what have I done? it's just the way you're on my zoom you're in that order all right there you go everyone so well, we've you got, all know i'm not the favorite we've got, so a, third, that's fine. We've got a second etock i could introduce him as well. <laughs> yeah we should do hello so yeah, that's all right yeah. this week we are talking about a film that has just come out on Amazon called Palm Springs that Nigel recommended that me and Etoc go away and watch. So Nigel, tell us, well, why you picked this film and a little bit about what it's about. Well, some of you may have been listening to previous episodes of Off Radar and you may have heard us talking about the wonderful Groundhog Day. And really for me, I felt this film was almost like a, a modern, slightly tweaked of course not exactly the same for a start doesn't have bill murray in but a very similar kind of film and that if you like groundhog day you would probably go away and enjoy this film so palm springs uh stars andy sandberg who you may recognize from things like um brooklyn 99 or the lonely planet not lonely planet sorry um, <laughs> not lonely planet what are they bloody called is that a lonely island there you go lonely island group lonely planet. um it's a really funny guy and essentially he is at a wedding uh, kind of in I think like a deserty type place like I can't remember well Palm, Palm Springs, Springs. Is, Palm Springs nice. yeah, <laughs> in, in, uh, in Palm Springs and you see him kind of start out on his first day and he's doing things you're thinking oh he obviously doesn't really give a crap about many things and you're wondering what's going on and lo and behold it turns out that poor old uh, Adam's Andy Sandberg, Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, <laughs> Adam Sandler is Happy Gilmore. Imagine no. him in that. <laughs> but it turns out that like, our lead character is basically reliving the same day over and over again. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Good day so far? Today, tomorrow, it's all the same. You, what is going on? Hey, get out of the water! And he unwittingly drags... Uh, uh, and another wedding guest, the the wonderful uh, <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> Christine Malotti. Christine Malotti, who yeah. uh, you might recognise from things Black like Mirror. Uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, she's in The Wolf of Wall Street. She was also in a series of Fargo, where she was really great in that as well. And um, 
yeah, sort of, and with Lee Pauls are into it. And then this podcast, good old friend, uh, J.K. Rowling, a.k.a. <laughs> J.K. Simmons is also in it and plays like a brilliant role. And it's kind oh, of got all, so all the little bits from, from Groundhog Day, kind of like the realisation of, oh my God, this is it. Like the, I want to kill myself because I'm just living the same day over and over again. What are you doing? Racing for a quick death. I mean, we can't die, but pain is very real. There's nothing worse than slowly dying in the ICU. We could just skip this whole phase. Go get a beer, you know? We're not. Whatever. See you tomorrow. The drinking, the sex, the the, the sex with the sort of groom's dad and all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff. You're thinking, did that did that really happen? But um it's just a really funny film, a really lovely film and yeah, it's because it's brand new. Barely any of you have watched it already and have the opportunity to do so now. The second you fall asleep, it all just goes back to the start. I drove all the way back home to Austin, and I still woke up here. One time I smoked a bunch of crystal and made it all the way to Equatorial Guinea. It was a huge waste of time. I think it's also it's worth pointing out when, when you say about him being in the same day that he, unlike Groundhog Day, he's in the day already from the start of the film. Whereas with Groundhog Day, he kind of, we see the day, then we, when we go into the loop, if you like. Whereas with this, he's been in that loop yes. for who knows how long. A very long, long time. Yeah, so hence why he kind of, he's doing things straight away without consequence. And you're thinking this guy just, yeah, he, he does not give a crap about what's going on around him. It seems quite content is. in the loop as well. So, well, take- everyone loves going to a wedding, don't they? Everyone <laughs> loves that vibe where you can chill out, have a few drinks, like chat to bridesmaids and whatnot, and just be that guy. And he's obviously been doing that for rather a long time. So, you liked it, Nigel? I really enjoyed it. Like as I said in the previous podcast, I'm a massive fan of Groundhog Day, mm. and I just found it quite refreshing. It was obviously watching it during kind of like lockdown. It was kind of that beautiful yeah. sunny sky and gave you that kind of oh, I want to be out and doing things, but also with that kind of sinister. Oh my goodness, this person's like in an awful situation, and how how if at all can they kind of get out of it as well? And yeah, just just a great cast, just really sort of snappy script funny um enjoyable and just yeah like i could heartily recommend it to anyone as said well not just people who enjoy groundhog day although if you don't enjoy groundhog day you must be dead <laughs> on the inside but yeah anyone who enjoys that would certainly i think get along with this well i was so i was worried when you uh, recommended it saying it's a bit like groundhog day and i was like okay so we're gonna have a film made in 2020 and we're going to have a time loop which is something that's been done you know quite a lot of times and I, I was kind of worried that I would hate this film like just looking at the poster and that was about it but I was pleasantly surprised and I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed the fact that he's a bit of a dick again a bit like uh, Bill Murray in Groundhog Day um uh, but he doesn't care. He's he's in this loop and he's kind of made peace with being in this loop, which was not like Groundhog Day. In Groundhog Day, he he wants to get out of it. Whereas with this, he's he's actually scared to get out of it. He is living this life and only when, like his goal is to get with her, to get with Sarah. Whereas in Groundhog Day, he's kind of, yeah, I, I want to get out of this loop. I've had enough. I'm going to kill myself. And I felt like... It just really surprised me. I really enjoyed the quirkiness of it. I liked the kind of the 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 kind of there's a there's moments where to 
get into this time loop that she kind of gets dragged into that goes into this almost like 80s kind of cave type thing and um, I really enjoyed that kind of fantasy element however it was still quite a grounded film if that makes sense and maybe that's because the characters are so strong you're at this wedding all the time like you say it's meant to be the happiest day of your life but actually for him it's probably the most miserable so the contrast of that everyone here is your family we are your world and we will cheer you on with delight in our eyes as you achieve your wildest dreams. So raise a glass. We may be born lost, but now you are found. Once again, like Groundhog Day, like they go, they're in an alien place. Like in Groundhog Day, they go to that snowy place yeah (laughs) in this place they're in the middle of the desert it's it's never just like they're at home or you know like even in russian doll which is uh i don't know if you guys have seen that netflix show uh she's at a party it's really interesting how they use time in these kind of foreign places um which i i found really fascinating i really like her um you know she's great as a character she's, in it like yeah. she's so likable I, I didn't actually find him that likable but i really like enjoyed you know like she's the likable one he's a bit of a dick but i liked that fact about it that you're kind of you're more rooting for her and enjoying yeah. him being a dick which yeah it's a good kind dynamic, of goes it? Really against well. what i would expect in a film it's like uh, and she's desperate to get out of the loop. She's trying everything to get out of the loop, whereas he is just, like, stuck in this, like, craziness. But J.K. Rowling is a scene-stealer in it, I personally think. Like, like I haven't really seen him play, like, that kind of role. Like, we've seen him play, like, the guy in Spider-Man where he's a bit comic and... Um, even in Whiplash, he, like, he steals the scene in a totally different way because he's an utter bastard. In this, he's so funny, but he's he's almost kind of terrifying. Um, oh, yeah. There's a scene where they're like, they're, they're, like, picks little kind of moments of the day and it kind of flashes around where they're like, he's in the bath with him doing coke. You want to uh, dance? You know the officiant? He's got a bag of sweets in his pocket. You are right. Got him. <laughs> he first comes into it he's essentially like hunting the lead of the film you're like what the hell is going on and for that that introduction you're kind of like well wait a minute where does this film go now he's basically he's killing him you're a sick fuck Roy so that's when it kind of springs it on you the the sort of the the sci-fi I guess element of, of the actual film there's quite a few scenes that I really enjoyed but there's a scene at the wedding where he like he's basically kind of choreographed his way through the wedding because he's done it so many times and he like he kind of takes a drink off someone and catches a drunk uncle and it's it's really clever it has that kind of almost like 500 days of summer kind of you know like that kind of musical element like just comes out of nowhere yeah overall i thoroughly enjoyed it and I wasn't expecting to. So it was a great choice. Oh, that's good. You were speaking about some of the characters you thought were a bit too out there. Uh, yeah, the like, you know, there's sometimes moments in it where I was laughing, but I was like, if they were in the film more, they would have annoyed me. It would have become too American pie 
like uh, like yeah, the brother, uh, like the um, the guy he she cheats on with the groom, and even the dad who was really funny in the dental scene where she gets her teeth knocked out. What happened? Is she okay? She'll be okay. I'm taking Tala into town. This dentist glues teeth. Like really funny, but again, like they're the, they're like those those kind of slapstick moments, and he's actually that's like Peter Gallagher, isn't it? Like yes. the dad from the OC. Yeah, he was in Hudsucker Proxy as well as like a crooner. Oh. So I'm a big fan. But anyway, yeah, yeah trying to fix I agree it with it. that. Uh, you know, maybe maybe if they were in it too mu- much more, I probably would have got annoyed. But I did. You know, they they were in it the right amount, which is a testament well, to the stri- script. And the core of the film is those three characters we've kind of discussed, isn't it? Like you get introduced to one, introduce the other, and then just as the film kind of unravels itself and kind of shows you what it's going to be, that's when you meet the third. And from that point on, it's kind of their story, albeit predominantly with the the two two leads. So. So Etok, Etok, you've yeah. been very quiet thus yeah. far. No, I, just, I, I was just listening to you. I was just enjoying your um, un- enjoying your reviews. Um, no, I, I like Smith. I was kind of worried when Nigel said it's a bit like Groundhog Day. I thought, oh god, and I loved it. I, 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 I dreaded the Groundhog Day thing. I couldn't even remember, like, like I say, when I started watching it, I couldn't remember what happens in this film or what the sorry, what the basic premise is. So coming into this film, and then it's like, like Smith said, the scene where he traverses the floor and does this you're like bloody hell this guy's like so smooth like, I don't understand why he's so good at this and then you know they kind of they start making out and he's, he's directing like his wedding speech towards her and then they kind of get off and then he goes in the cave you're like what is going on um, after he's being hunted by JK Rowling <laughs> And um and yeah is and the, I just what I love about this film is yeah he's you say he's kind of unlikable and Christine Melotti I I'd, I'd seen I remember her most of all she did um an episode of Thirty Rock which was one of my favorite TV shows back in the day she did like this amazing she was just one character one episode but she stole the episode because it was such an absurd character and um I've I've always liked her in stuff i've seen since then like uh, wolf of wall street and uh she was in the yeah you mentioned the black mirror episode yeah um she, she's fantastic she's got it's, it's she's one of those actresses that i think because she's got very big emotive eyes you kind of get drawn into it and she by by having that kind of doe-eyed look you're almost always going to and it, i mean her character is written that way but you're almost always going to side with her because it's like oh yeah she's um you know you, you feel for her plight because she's new at this the pain is real why can't you understand that? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters, right? Those are your words. No, pain matters. What we do to other people matters. Being a source of terror is not fun, okay? It's not fulfilling. I know this from experience. It doesn't matter that everything resets and people don't remember. We remember. We have to deal with the things that we do. Oh my God, cry me a river, Niles. You were never going to deal with him. I actually did you a favor, so fuck you. No, Sarah, fuck you. She brings out certain sides of his character mm. that you don't see up until that point because you think, you're thinking about his kind of personality. Like you say, Smith, he's a bit of a jerk, so you're like, oh, this, that, and this. But then it's like, oh, he actually, he's created rules in this, this time loop. Like he says, you can't inflict pain on people. Pain is forever. And she's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter, right? You keep telling me it doesn't matter. He's like, that's not the point because you have to live with it. Then they have that scene, I think, where it's actually before then they have the scene, uh, the bonfire, and he's um, he's chatting. He says, 
he kind of implies that the longer this goes on, the more you can't remember. And I think that's the one part of the film that I was like, I kind of wish you'd followed up on that more. They kind of hint that he's been there so long, understandably, he started to forget certain aspects of his life prior to the day that he keeps living. I didn't find it hilariously laugh out loud funny. It was more like... um it was more drama than comedy I found and it was I, I thought it was it was a much deeper film than I think most people would give it credit mm. for oh, I found yeah, it yeah. it was it was it was a really beautiful love story like because I, I liked it in the sense of the moment he decides that he's in love with her she's like yeah that's great can we get out of here you get one more sentence okay okay even though I pretend not to be I've realized that I am completely codependent but I'm cool with it because I think that life should be shared now and I need you to survive. Okay, that's your one sentence. I, I need you to survive, comma, but it's so much more than that, uh, colon. <laughs> I know you better than anyone knows you. I've never been the biggest fan. I, I like what he's been in, but I've never really seen a lot of his um, no. uh, work. Um, Andy, Andy Samberg or yeah, Andy yeah, Samberg? yeah, like Hot Rod and stuff like that, and yeah, Pop Star Rod. and things like that. I've never really seen a lot of those things, but I've always, I've always, like, I've, I've seen most of his stuff on Saturday Night Live. Like he did that, he did like an amazing thing. He's done a few, like loads of amazing sketches, but there's one with Natalie Portman as a rapper that was hilarious. Oh uh, um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, oh, so good. But yeah, he's he's great in it. But she, I think, is amazing in it. She really kind of grounds the movie and gives it heart. Um, that's what I found anyway, and I just I just thought it was a really straightforward story, but it was it was a surprisingly beautiful movie. I found I was like oh, and it took like it's a film much you know like other films where it looks to previous films, Groundhog Day, this that and the other, but it it honors them without kind of just outrightly nicking stuff and going oh we'll have that we'll have that like you know like you both have said it's it's a it, it's a unique take on the time loop thing and i yeah. think it's it's an original it's <laughs> it's an original take on something that's been done a million times before <laughs> but yeah it's 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 a really really good film i really really thoroughly enjoyed it definitely it's one of those that i'd recommend to people and definitely oh i'll, I'll give this another watch you know it's, it's crazy or, that it um you know it didn't they didn't release it at cinemas like it it's kind of it feels like an indie film with Hollywood execution, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, but they, they they didn't release it in cinemas because of COVID, I, right? I, I, was, I guess that's the reason. I think that was probably... I think it did really well at, like, Sundance, but again, yeah. like, there's no kind of way of distributing films. Yeah, it was, I think it was... Yeah, it, it was due a cinema release, but much like Tenet and other films, it just... Yeah. Well, actually, Tenet did Well, cinema, I guess a lot much like, they put back, you know, that films that they would, but I guess they thought with this, actually, it's it doesn't yeah maybe it's not bond you don't need to put that back a year um yeah it's not a cinema and film, actually so speak, you it? know that the irony of watching it in a pandemic probably adds to its uh, internet release right <laughs> oh definitely yeah yeah of course yeah. I, I thought there was like a really poignant scene where um obviously andy sandberg and jk uh simmons's characters are sort of almost like mortal enemies because well, essentially J- uh, andy sandberg's character brings jk simmons yeah. into this horrible loop and but he goes and visits him at his fat house with his family and yeah, kind of I love that scene. yeah this is kind of one of the things that really adds depth to it and he kind of says like yeah. I was sort of unhappy with my life and then now I've realised kind of what I've lost that 
I want to spend time with my family. He just has to sort of relive that same day with his family over and over. Because I think he's even he's got to the point where he's fed up of getting revenge on Andy Samberg. He just wants to spend time with his family. And yeah, yeah. it makes you change your perception of his character completely in that kind of scene. It's funny. I, one of the things that's really funny is because he's obviously been in this for so many years, this loop that why he always chooses to wear the same clothes as well like he could wear something else the next day but he always chooses to wear that kind of like hawaiian shirt i think he got to the point where he's just um, like so which, fed up you know it's like it's the easiest thing to wear almost he's well yeah that's it it's that ex- exception of that loop and that world um one of the scenes i liked was when she first realizes she's in it and he's in the pool drinking beer and she throws beer cans at the pool he goes yeah. underwater and you see these like cans like flying saving through, private like, bullets or something. like yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like saving private riot or something like that tell me what the fuck is going on Sarah! oh my god what are you doing whoops yeah it's quite stylish like it's it's sort of really well put together like you said it's kind of like an indie film made made in hollywood and yeah it sort of it definitely benefits from that i would say it's, it's yeah. definitely going to be a cult classic as well. I can't see it. Not oh being yeah, this is one. this is this is. I wouldn't say it's going definitely. to be as big as in terms of cult, but it's definitely on the in the same geographical region as Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah. As in, oh my god, you got to watch that film. That you know, like I say, t- <coughs> yeah. to me that's a Nige movie. It's something that you don't always you haven't always heard about. But hey, Nige saw it, so oh, let's let's give it a watch <laughs> or something. Or you go you go around Nige's and he recommends it. Um. Hopefully, to our Brazilian listeners, this is out in uh, Brazil right now as well, um, because... Obrigado! Yeah, just a little hello to you guys. Yeah, because uh, you are our biggest listenership, thank you, so thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, yeah, thanks Brazil. Okay. Okay. Go on. Let's see if we blow up and die. Okay. Okay, so yeah, Palm Springs. So let's do our ratings then. So, uh, Etoc. I would give this... I would, t- oh, this is a tricky one. It's not a 10 movie. It's not an average movie. i give this like 7.5. I'm going for 7.5, James Etoc. I think I'll concur with that. I'll give that a 7.5 as well. Well, just because I'm bringing a little bit extra to the table, having recommended it, I'm actually going to give it an 8, which for me is a very high score. Generally, I only oh, okay. give films 8 or above if they were made in the 1980s. Uh, and maybe true. a couple in the 90s as well but <laughs> but yeah I, I really enjoyed it and uh, took me by surprise as well and heartily recommend it where is he? with a neighbour what kind of dog is he? he's one of them shaggy dogs he's one of them shaggy dogs <laughs> hey what the fuck are you doing in our pool? well I hope you enjoyed that episode uh, if you want to get in touch or maybe why don't you suggest a film for us to watch uh, email us on offradarpod at gmail.com or you can tweet us at offradarpodcast so next week we're going to be watching Mr Nobody so try and watch that before the next podcast you listen to and get in touch and tell us what you thought of it for now we'll speak to you next time on Off Radar